Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. So today we're going to be talking about three things that I think everybody should be doing right now. And I'm going to throw in one bonus thing that I think you shouldn't be doing right now. Um, obviously, we're in some uncertain times and, you know, there's that old saying that history repeats itself. Well, here's here's what's interesting to me. Um, I've studied and listened to um, some mentors of mine that, you know, are in the economic space on all sides of the aisle. Um, for the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, I've really just tried to be a student of economics and the economy in general and financial markets. Um, I'm not an expert in any way, shape or form. But when we say that saying that history repeats itself, I'm not so sure that history, anybody, any country, any empire, any fiat currency has ever been where we're currently at. So while history repeats itself makes a lot of sense, and we know that every company that ever went to a complete fiat currency, sorry, country that went to a complete fiat currency, ultimately imploded, um, we've never been in a situation where the entire world and every single economy was based on a fiat currency. And then you couple that with um, the political environment, the rage that's going on, you know, everybody seems to be unhappy. Um, there's a lot of problems in the world. And so here's three things that I think everybody should be doing right now, specifically focused on your financial health and wealth. So number one, it's the same thing that I'm talking about constantly. We should be investing in cash flowing assets right now. Um, there's that, I put a post up, I don't know, probably six, eight months ago. And I said, your, your boss will never pay you enough to be his neighbor. And that really pissed some people off. And I understand that. But what we should do with that is really look internally. Um, so when I say investing in cash flowing assets, you don't need 100000 You don't need a million dollars to start thinking this way. You need to just begin setting your intention. And if you don't know how to invest in cash flowing assets, find a coach, find a program, um, find a mentor, start thinking about it. But the most important part is thinking about it, getting your mindset straight. So investing in cash flowing assets, what does that mean? That could be businesses. It could be buying, literally you could buy a Facebook community. You could buy a podcast. I've got a good friend that's in the group, um, Go Abundance, that I spend a lot of time talking about. He literally just bought a podcast like, I don't know, six months ago. And it was plug and play. So he bought the list. He bought the podcast. He took over the podcast uh, because the guy that was running the podcast was tired of doing it, wanted to move on and do something else. So you could literally buy a podcast. You could buy a brand. You could buy an Instagram page. Um, there's sites out there where you can literally go buy an Instagram page that has 100,000 followers and it's not really that expensive. And so if you have a product or, or a brand or a course or something, you can go buy eyeballs. Um, so cash flowing assets, it could be creating a course. Um, I've got a good friend, her name's Jess Glazier. She's got a program around creating courses. So you spend five grand or whatever the number is and it teaches you how to build a course. So that's investing in a cash flowing asset even though you don't realize it you're investing a little bit of time and a little bit of money in a program that now becomes a cash flowing asset because you don't have to reteach that course every single time you want to sell it again. So that's a cash flowing asset. Businesses, um, just brick and mortar businesses, 80% plus, there's different statistics, but 80% of businesses just close their doors. Um, they never actually get sold because the owner is too tired 
He hasn't put the processes and systems in place and doesn't think that he can sell it. And by the way, if you don't have the systems and processes and team in place, you're probably not going to be able to sell it. And even if you do sell it, the only thing they're going to be buying is your customer list. So you're not going to get the value of what you really should because you did not invest in the time um, to, to build out your team, to build out your processes, et cetera. So now is probably one of the best times ever to buy businesses because businesses are struggling from a cash flow perspective. Owners are tired. Um, they've been through their third downturn. You know, they've had to lay off some of their core staff potentially. And this is one of those times, and you've probably heard me say this before, but this is one of those times there's seasons. There's seasons where it makes sense to start a business because businesses are overpriced. But I believe this is one of those seasons where you can buy a really good longstanding customer list. You can buy a really good longstanding group of employees. You might even be able to buy a bunch of inventory for little or no money down because the owner is just tired and wants out. Um, so good time to look at businesses, good time to buy businesses. It's a great time to buy real estate. Real estate prices are still high. They have not come down yet. And that's because the Fed has pumped so much money into real estate um, just through various means, through the banks, um, through, I'm just going to call it bailing out um, operators, bailing out um, property managers, um, bailing out landlords. But also, this is unprecedented. And this is why I say, you know, when we say history repeats itself, we've never been here before because um, the government is basically moving toward UBI, whether this is something that stays long-term or not. And you've probably heard about this, but universal basic income, it's a conversation that's been going on for a long time, but really more the last three to five years, UBI, universal basic income. There's a lot of people that were like, no way, we'll never go to a universal basic income. Um, it's welfare, it's socialism. I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to get political. I'm not gonna tell you my political viewpoints, but that overnight just happened. Like basically everybody's on, we, like a lot of companies can't get people to come back to work because they're making more money on unemployment. Um, a lot of people are getting regular checks. And so to some degree, we're getting conditioned right now to be reliant on the government. And so from a real estate perspective, the reason why real estate prices are still up is because the government's giving people that are unemployed and people that aren't unemployed money. Um, and I'm not saying that they should or shouldn't have done that. I'm not here to get into the argument of should or shouldn't or right or left. What I am here to talk about is the reason why real estate hasn't dropped yet. It hasn't dropped yet because the government's pumping that money in. People are still paying their rents. Our collections are like 2% off. Um, we had our highest leasing and sales month ever. Well, the second, it was tied. It was like literally tied um, in May. Tied for the highest leasing and sales month ever um, during the middle of COVID. Our managers couldn't even show houses. Um, people are wanting to move out of urban centers and moving toward um, suburban centers. And so real estate hasn't balanced yet. This has happened so fast um, and it will, it will balance. I was on a, uh, I, I was on a call with a friend who does workout mortgages. And he said just this last month, which would have been June, we're in July now of 2020. Um, they saw, they saw a spike, like 150,000 um, requests for defeasance, additional defeasance where you know, basically people still can't pay their mortgage. They got three months and now they need another three months. Well, that's different than a deferral. A deferral goes to the end of it. A defeasance is like, hey, we can't, um, we can't pay and this is going to get extended. So anyway, there's, there's, some, there's some stuff that's happening in the mix right now that's really a bad indicator for the economy. So I do believe that real estate's going to be a good deal, but it still is a good time to buy real estate right now. And I'll tell you why. There's a lot of real estate owners that are in the same boat just I talked about with business. They're in the same boat with real estate. Um, we 
I'm doing the same thing. I'm looking at my entire portfolio and I'm analyzing certain properties that have not been performing well, that take up a lot of my mind time, my thinking time, uh, my management time. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at my entire portfolio. I literally this morning sold off a property that has been sitting empty for probably two years because I just haven't, I know this is going to sound horrible, but it's, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. It needs a bunch of work. I couldn't find the right contractor to do it. I got frustrated, so I just let it sit. I offloaded that this morning. Somebody wrote me a check um, because I'm at the point where um, it's costing me more to sit there than it is for me to keep it. And I'm the eternal optimist, so I'm thinking all these amazing things that I'm going to do with this property that the reality is I don't have time for it right now. I'm out doing the same thing I'm telling you to do. I'm buying businesses. I'm buying real estate. It's perfect time. So I'm also offloading real estate. So I can tell you from experience as a landlord, um, I am selling some of my real estate. And you might think to yourself, well, I don't want to buy real estate from that guy. No, the person that I'm selling this real estate to is a friend of mine. I'm selling a couple properties to potentially a family member. I'm selling a few properties to somebody that's been managing my properties for years. So this is the win-win conversation. You might think that, well, if, if Mike's offloading it, it's not a good deal. There's a reason why he's selling it. Well, yeah, there is a reason why I'm selling it. But it's not always financial. Sometimes it's bandwidth. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's energy and resource. Sometimes it's distance related. Sometimes it's the, the three Ds, death, divorce, don't want them. There's so many reasons why people sell real estate. Right now is the time for you to be out talking to people about buying businesses and about buying real estate. So here's the other thing that might've been a curveball to you. I'm saying buy gold and silver. You can store it offshore. You can store it at vaults onshore. Um, you could keep it in a can in your backyard. You can put it in a safe. I'm not telling you how to keep it, but buy physical gold and silver. Don't buy an ETF. Um, buy physical gold and silver. You've never heard me say that really, but um, you know I've been a fan of gold and silver um, for a long time. I don't really care I don't really care what the price of gold and silver is. It's not really an investment to me. Although if it was $10,000 or $20,000 an ounce, I probably wouldn't be buying it. But with all the money that's being printed and the turmoil that I believe is going to be in the economy in the next, um, let's call it six months to three years, um, I don't think you can go wrong by buying some gold and silver. Um, and I'm not talking about 100% of your portfolio. And by the way, silver's, let's call it 20 bucks, 25 bucks spot, depending on what's going on. Actually not spot necessarily but that's the purchase price right now it's really expensive above spot because there's not a lot of inventory um so for 20 25 bucks you can buy an ounce of silver so nobody should have an excuse that they can't buy an ounce of silver or 100 ounces of silver or or some gold um so put 10 percent. you know just set aside a little bit every month Karen and i um, we set aside enough money to buy you know an ounce of gold every month and again you can store it offshore you can store it in vaults there's vaults around the country um, there's plenty of places to store it. So buy gold and silver. Um, I do, I am in the camp that thinks that gold and silver is probably going to go to $3,000 an ounce, if not five in the next couple of years. So, um, but I'm not necessarily looking at gold and silver as an investment as much as I think that the dollar is really going to be challenged and it's just a good place to store some of your money. So maybe five to 10% of your money, put it into gold and silver cash. Um, I know, you know, a lot of people, we're, would say that cash is trash, but I don't think you can go wrong right now having some cash set aside for um, a rainy day. You know, we saw some food challenges. We saw people in the stores, um, some supply issues that, that could happen again. So setting aside some money, you know, for opportunities like that, opportunities of buying business, opportunities to buy real estate, um, set some cash aside and 
you know, if we're talking 10, 15, $20,000, it's fine to keep it in a bank. If you're talking 500 to a million dollars, you might want to spread that out. Bigger conversation, different day, FDIC insurance, et cetera. We could have some challenges in the banking system here in the next, you know, six months to three, three years. So we have to just be careful with the banks and, and where we keep our money. So um, here's where I wouldn't put your money right now. Um, there's some statistics, which I'm not going to spend a lot of time right now, but a lot of people um, saw the stock market drop at the beginning of COVID. And there was a lot of conversation about, hey, where's the bottom? And stimulus checks started coming out. There's some statistics that show like 90% of people that had never invested in the stock market, 90% um, of new accounts that were set up were people that had never invested in the stock market. And all of a sudden, these people are spending like $1,200. Where's this money coming from? People were taking their stimulus checks and they're like, oh, this is extra money. I'm going to go start a Robinhood account or you know, some E-Trade account and I'm going to start investing in the stock market because I think it's at the bottom. Um, and so a bunch of money poured into the stock market just from individuals, but obviously also the Fed and the Treasury is buying up all kinds of corporate bonds and stocks and all this stuff. Um, so that's why the stock market is doing what it's doing, even though um, the rest of the world is having some challenges. And I think we have this false sense of security that things are just going to be great. Everything's going to be all right. I'm not a doomsdayer. Um, everything will and can be all right if you prepare yourself. Um, but you kind of have to go out there. We started talking about this at the beginning of COVID, but go out to kind of worst case scenario. Don't stay there because you'll go into a dark hole. But what's kind of the worst case scenario and then bring yourself backwards. And what are the things that I can do every day to start preparing? So the three things that I think everybody should do right now, invest in cash flowing assets, businesses, real estates, uh, real estate coaching programs, et cetera, buy some gold and silver and set aside money for opportunities. You know, um, cut your living expenses. I didn't really say that, but now's not a time to be living frugally. Yeah, everybody got an extra $1,200 check from the government or whatever, whatever the number is. Um, but I would cut your living expenses, hold on to some cash because there will be some opportunities in businesses, in real estate, and it is a great time to buy gold and silver. So here's a little bonus. Um, all that negativity aside, uh, make sure you enjoy the journey. You know, we've got one shot at this. Um, this isn't the last time we're going to have some challenges. And that's why the saying exists, history repeats itself. Um, because there's cycles in life. I mean, there's winter, there's spring, there's summer, there's fall. Um, the seasons exist for a reason. It's not the last time we're going to have challenges. Um, we got to keep our head up. We got to make sure we enjoy the journey. Never been a better time to surround yourself with positive people, people that are out doing the thing. Um, never been a better time to get involved in a course or a program. Um, even follow, you know, free content, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Find people that are positive. You know, you're the average of the five people. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are lifting you up. So the bonus is make sure you enjoy the journey. Um, we got one shot at this. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.